Would you care to join my following? No, sir. I do not follow. So welcome back to Infinite Talks Podcast. I'm Eric Castillo here with a special, special guest. I got Alex Rincon coming out of Dallas or Carrollton, Texas. Is that correct, mm -hmm. Mr. Alex? Yeah, How you doing, correct. bro? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Good morning. We have this special guest, man. He's a boxer coming out of uh, Dallas. He's been fighting for about four or five years. Like, like a yeah, uh, pro? Yeah, fifth year coming up. Yeah, fifth year fifth coming year. up. He's 9-0. and oh. The last fight was a few months ago against Sean. What was his name? Uh, Sonny Doverson. Sonny Do Doverson. Yeah. yeah, I saw yeah. I saw it on YouTube. Pretty uh -huh. good fight, man. I, I didn't catch it the day of. I saw it like a, a days later. Like I saw it the whole mm. the whole fight. It was like, oh, it's, it's better to see it like that because you actually don't have yeah. any interruptions. So yeah. it was a really good, really good fight, man. It was a tough fight, and mm. I was like, wow, man. Like I I had never seen the whole fight that you fought. So I was like, man, this is a good fight. Like it was uh, challenging. Yeah. I could see that you were like, boom, 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 and like moving all over the yeah. place. So, man, mm -hmm. welcome to the podcast. We have Mr. Adrian going. We're going to go into it deep right now, just talking about different things. You know, here at Infinite Talks Podcast, we talk about positivity, you know, mindset, trying to make a better impact in your life, you know, try to, you know, just try to make something good in your life, man, uh, trying to make a good opportunity with your situations. And uh, I know Mr. Adrian Cohen has a lot to offer. He's a talented dude in all aspects of life. Uh, spiritually, I've seen him, you know, drop some knowledge. Uh, in, in the in the music game, dropping knowledge, you know, just like this guy's an artist as well, and not only that, man, but he's a dedicated in the boxing world, man. I've seen this kid like, and I call him kid because he's 26. He's a young guy. I am 43. I'm an old man. <laughs> I'm a grandpa. <laughs> no, but this this guy, man, is, is super talented. Like I see him uh, on the social medias and stuff, and he's a hardcore trainer. You know, he's training people. He's also training himself. Dedicated to his sport. And I uh, just wanted to bring him on because I know he has a lot to offer, a lot of positivity for and inspiration that he can offer other kids and other people who want to, you know, strive to make better decisions in their life and just do something with their with their life. And uh, so welcome. Welcome, Alex. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here. First of all, thanks for, thanks for having me on the show. I know we've been trying to get this together, but uh, like you said before, we know God's time in it. And I'm just excited to, you know, share what, you know, whatever you ask me, I'm, I'm happy to share. We have a thousand questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'll answer one. <laughs> My 83 followers have 83 <laughs> questions. <laughs> 83 followers right now, but the, the vision is to have, you know, 1.5 mil, you know. Okay. Something like <laughs> or that. Or more. Something like that. But yes, sir. Uh, man, uh, I, I was telling uh, you earlier that when we first, like, you know, ran out with the whole link and all that stuff, I was like, man, thinking about you. I was like, man, this guy, uh, I've been following you for about a few years, so. One of the things that caught my eye, man, when I started following your journey is that, that you really into the Bible and reading that scripture. And actually, recently, I've been getting into it. Like, I'll, I have a Bible in front of my house. Like, and not, inside, not outside, right? But as soon as you go into the house, yeah. right there by, you know, the entrance, I have a Bible. And I make sure that I read it. Not not every day, you know, but every day I'll stop by. Every, every now and then, and I'll be like, all right, you read the scripture and let me see what, it, what I can get from it. So what do you what do you get from all that man i know that um you you share a lot of knowledge like that so just want to go there real, real quick because i know that was the first thing that caught my eye when i when i followed the yeah. journey um well really uh i was like in a pretty dark spot 2019 honestly right whenever you found out about me uh oh, my good real? friend josh joshua Fadis, uh he um he was he was down in, in dallas for training before we went to go to camp for a fight and uh uh, old mentor of mine was giving, he had given me a Jesus Calling book and it was a daily devotional and I was just like down down in the dumps like with some stuff I was going through and 
um, I started reading it every morning and it allowed me to to take that day with whatever message I received. And I had a few Bible verses at the bottom. I would read the verses. I would kind of analyze them and then take my day according to that message. And a lot of people think, oh, it's a coincidence or it's ironic if a message, you know, is in line with what you're going through, experiencing or feeling. And it's like, look, this, this isn't a coincidence. This is, you know, God's work. So every day I would approach that daily. And then I would somehow, I wouldn't force it or anything, but if an opportunity came up, I'd share. And, you know, that's when you know it's genuine, when it's not forced, it's organic. Whenever you talk to someone about that, it, uh, it happens. It just happens on its own. And I would make those connections with people. And I would uh, read the daily devotionals after, after a time I got comfortable with reading and really understanding and like making sure I understood every single thing that was read. And then I would put it on my story and then I would preach it. Uh, I'm no pastor. I'm no perfect. You know, I'm not a perfect person. I'm a sinner like mm-hmm. everyone else. But I, when I put it out there, I was trying to make sure people who don't get it, when they read it, they're like, I don't even know what I read. Mm-hmm. I would pretty much try to like almost being the translator for them. So they're like, oh, I get it now. When you put it like this, now I get it. And man, it was amazing how many people I would reach out to me. You know, people would open up to me. I got like messages randomly from random people I didn't even know, people I didn't know, people I kind of knew. And they would just talk to me. They would thank me. You know, it's crazy what little thing like that can change so many people's day. Man, that's beautiful right there, bro. I think you said a lot of key things. Make my, my my skin go like, you know, like, because um, I feel you, bro. I feel like, um, yeah, a lot of us, we read it, like I, me included. Sometimes I read it and I'm like, oh, man, what is it? It's cryptic. You know, like you have to really decipher it and and really understand the, the words and and then, on, and then on top of that, like, apply it to your life, right? So it's like, it's pretty yeah. difficult to do all of that at sometimes. So people like you or some people, like, sometimes you read it and you're like, oh, I get it. And sometimes you're like, man, I'm trying to understand it. So it's good that you were doing that, man. And, and it also helped you, but it also helped other people. And I feel like when you're putting good energy behind something and you're spreading, like, good information, you know, good intentions, it's just everything helps you too. You know, like, you're helping out people mm-hmm. with that good energy. I feel like that that good energy brings you out of uh like you said you were in a dark place you know um and thank god like you were in that somebody gave you that you know that that information that book that you're able to apply to your life and then i mean to, to be honest bro i would I would like listen to you were saying like and yes this is back in 2019 i think i don't know what year it was but 2018 2019 because i would follow your, your story like man this guy like he's really like he's telling you what's up you know and, and that was pretty cool i feel like uh we all have a, a destination sometimes like we're, we're somewhere and somebody's crossing your path, it could be, you know, virtually, it could be face-to-face, it could be anywhere. So in that interaction, you might say something to that person that's going to, like, uplift them, you know, like, yeah. take them out of a slump. Or you're going to, you know, show them something that maybe they, they can see something in a different perspective, like, oh, you know what, man, uh, I don't have to be where I have to be, you know, I can move forward and, and uh, enjoy what I have, you know, in my life, you know, the rest of my life. So yeah. there's there's uh, important aspects in, in uh, communication man, that happen like that and and when you're conscious of it you're like wow man, this is amazing how you can make an impact on those people you know people and just yourself and the people around you and uh that was amazing bro so that i i, I congratulate you for doing that man and i know i'm pretty sure you still do it every now and then on your i mean i'm pretty sure you're very super busy bro but i always i'm pretty sure i always find time to do some of that you know to read up and mm-hmm. and stay uh spiritually sound because it's tough out there in the world man it's tough out there in the world. especially when Especially when you're young, bro, like 26, 25, 23. I mean, I, I, was, I was to always tell people, like, hey, man, when I was in my 20s, early 20s, like, it was, this is not, not who I was. You know, I was a totally different person. I had to really, like, dig deep and, like, you know, really talk to God, man. When you really talk to God, he gives you the answers. You know, he, you really talk to God and he puts people around you that you need you. He takes people away from you that don't, you know, don't need to be a part of that part of that energy, you know. So, um, it's amazing, man. So, it's, that's a really, really good story that you, you shared with us right now. But, man, I have a couple of so many questions. And I know we don't have too much time because I know you're a busy man. And I respect your time, too. And I respect the listeners' times, too, as well. So, also, man, uh, in boxing, this this last fight you had, I saw, like I told you, I saw it on YouTube. It was, a, like I told you, it was even better for me to see it, like, on my own on YouTube. Because I was yeah. able to pause and dissect, you know, like, oh, man, what was going on here? You know, like, not every yeah. single thing, but I, I could actually rewind. Oh, let me see that again. And I saw that your technique is a uh, very fierce man, discipline. You're a very disciplined fighter. Yeah. Um, I see that you're very. Uh, what do you call that? And you have so much endurance, man. Like you, you like I've seen how you're training because I follow yeah. your stories on social media. Relates and reflects how you perform in the ring. 
And I think that's something that a lot of people, you know, take it for granted, like when they're going to sports, you know, and there's, nah, I'm going to do it and I'm not, I'm not going to do it. But if you're not disciplined in anything, you're going to see it, you know, how right. it is on the actual ring or whatever sport you play. So yeah. I saw the fight, man. I was like, man, Alex Brink brought it on, man. You, you did really well. And, and Sonny, he was pretty good too. Like he gave you a good fight. I mean, he was, yeah. he was, he was defending himself. He was throwing some good punches as well. But was that one of your toughest fights in the last years or not really? Um, my toughest fight was actually that camp when I was playing Josh's in town. That's when I really got into, you know, doing the devotionals. It was the beginning of 2018. Okay, okay. So really, actually, yeah, when I did start this stuff in 2018, like very end of 2018, I started in the devotionals, that had me in a good spiritual path. I ended up fighting, I believe, January um, and mm -hmm. January, February. And uh, you had this guy, Father Jeremy Ramos, tough dude. He kept coming. Catch him, catch him some good flush shots, but he would like if I came, if I two or three punches landed, he'd try to come back with five or six. So I always had to be prepared and aware. And he was just punch fine good, you know, he just kept coming, yeah, different different shots from different angles. But I mean, I won that fight good. Um, unanimous decision. I won it, you know, pretty well. But yeah, I was mm -hmm. tough. Um, but that was my toughest fight. And then Sonny was just um to me it was actually an easy fight, only because I wouldn't say easy fight, I made it look easy, just because humbly. But um, just because of yeah. the um, the discipline and the game plan we had, because the, the people we saw, we broke down what his habits were, what he liked to do, mm. and we worked out on camp like religiously. I mean, we, every day, and when I was in the bag, I'd work on certain things, moving after a certain punch, doing this after a certain punch, knowing what he's gonna come with. All he had, he was a one-trick pony. All he had was a right hand. So we obviously implemented that in the fight, and it made it it made it way easier because he was tough. Oh, okay. he, was, he was solid. So he kept coming in with his guard real tight. His, his guard was really tight. But I knew about three, four rounds in with body, the body shots I was throwing. I was going to break his arms down, break yeah. his body down. And then from I there, I just started to take over. I saw that, man. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. I was like, and your endurance, man, and your 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 fitness, I mean, carries over, man. And you were just, you were prepared. Like you said, you were strategically, you know, prepared, mentally prepared, spiritually prepared, physically prepared. So all those aspects come together, you know, and, and you mm -hmm. chose, bro. I mean, and, yeah. and it, it looked from outside, like looking as a, as a viewer, like, oh man, it just looks tough. You know, it's a tough fight, but I'm pretty sure inside the ring, you're in a different mode. It's kind of like when you play basketball. Talk about basketball, yeah. bro. Yeah. I heard once that uh, one of your interviews from, I don't know who interviewed you, but it was on TV, like for one of the fights, like talking about basketball. Like you wanted uh, to be a baller, right? Yeah, like, like, you, yeah, you yeah. play when really good ball. Boxing. Yeah, when I first started boxing, I mean, it started off with me hooping. Like I remember I started playing ball, started playing outside with my friends, and then that's what I wanted to do. But my dad like had forced me to box. It was like no option. You know, my grandfather was pro in Mexico in Monterrey, early nineties Monterrey. Um, and then um, my dad started doing it in the amateurs. And he started focusing on my older brother. And then you know he started bringing me in. I would go to the gym, but I, man, I'm talking about I hated it. I hated it. I did not like it. I mean, I liked the looks. I was like, I wanted the gloves, I wanted the trunks, it looked cool. But I just did not like doing it. I just didn't want to fight. And um, I would just play ball all day, dude, all day. Whenever we're at the gym, there was a basketball hoop in the back, and I just, we do our warm-ups together as a team, and then I, like, look around, and no one's looking, and I just stick out in the back, and they're like, wait, where's Alex? You hear everyone scream, where's Alex? And he just, they're like, yeah, you just hear boom, boom, in the back, and then in the back <laughs> of the gym. They're like, man, it's, hey, get back in here. And I would just, I wouldn't want to train. And then I ended up, you know, hoping since, you know, I was a kid until I graduated high school. And, you know, I had some offers, like, some small offers to go to college. Um, but, like, my, I had some of my coach, like, hey, man, like, if it's not a, a big letter, if it's a big school, like, don't give it to me um you know boxing on my focus and i know if i see any type of letter like i'm gonna just go you know there's a couple like two colleges that went up to practice one day and talked to him about me but i didn't take it like oh no man i'm it was gonna be it was gonna take over this even though I'm, i didn't really fall in love with the sport yet of boxing yeah it took me until like a year and a half after i graduated or two years after i graduated to like really look, like love the sport and that was right guess, like right as a turn pro i know? guess when so, when you started notice that you're actually good at it you're like yeah, yeah. that's when mm -hmm. you start liking yeah. it yeah, because I tell my yeah, son, like, he's a, go ahead, go ahead. I tell my son, like, he, he plays baseball. He's starting to play baseball, but he's like, you know, he gets down on himself, like, and I'm trying to push him. You know, he's like, ah, oh, I'm not good yet. I was like, hey, you're going to be good. But just like, and then my daughter's like, when you get good, you're going to like it. You know, like, you're going to love it. Yeah. So and I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And potential in him that he doesn't see himself. And that's kind of what my, yeah. my dad and people around me saw, my brother mm -hmm. too. They're like, man, you're good. You're good. I, I quit at one point. I was like, I was like, nine, I was like 19. I, just, I was about to turn 19. And I was like, man, like, man, I'm done. Like, you know, screw this. I'm done. You know, I got screwed over National Golden Gloves, like, two years back to back. Josh was actually there for one of the first. He was, on, he was my teammate because he was uh, actually my roommate. So we won the state Golden Gloves. We qualified for National Golden Gloves. Fought this favorite guy. This guy was a favorite out there. 
and it was my first year going to nationals because I would always I would never go over there because it's not that I would qualify I would never enter the tournament because I was always in basketball basketball season was around we were in the playoffs or something I would never go to go to national to Golden Globes so finally the first year I went I got to semifinals and this guy man he screwed me over bad like this guy barely touched me and then the next fight next year I I like oh actually I was in, I quit from now the man like screw this I'm done um and I started working like four or five different jobs, like just part-time, boom, 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 around, around the holidays. So, you know, they're like part-time everywhere. So I was doing that. My dad kept blowing me up like, hey, man, get, get back in the gym. And I was like, dude, I'll, I'll go back if you stop calling me. <laughs> stop calling me. I was going to the gym and I'll fight one more time for nationals or for the Golden Wheels. So I like humbly, like I, I knew where I belong. So I knew I'd make it to nationals. So I was like, all right, I'll go to nationals and see how, you know, let's see, try to get, to, try to win this, but I'm doing this so you can leave me alone. And then after that, same thing happened, got screwed over. And from there, I just really stuck with it. I, that, that, it lit that fire under me. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I mean, I saw what everyone was seeing when I got second in a junior Olympics in 20, I believe that was 2011. I was like, man, I think, pretty, like, I think I can do something with this. And then 20, and that same year, I won another national tournament. And the next year, I won another national tournament. And then I went to the US, I was on the USA team, went to Ukraine, I was ranked number one in the nation. I got a silver medal in Ukraine. So it was mm. like, Everything you went through Ukraine, like you went all the way over there. Yeah, so I was, uh, I got ranked number one in the nation in 2000, yeah, 2013, like April. I saw the USA team, and then they did an international, so Klitschko Brothers was the Klitschko Brothers Invitational. So yeah. I didn't know which one it was, I never told the difference between them, but one of the Klitschko <laughs> Brothers was there, yeah, kind of like while hosting the event. And uh, I made it to the finals, fought his favorite. Um, it was a tough fight, I thought I won, but you know, it could go either way, so I was really upset. It was a good fight. Um, and then from there, you know, I just I had fought another national tournament one, and after that, I was like, man, like, any pros in the future. So I just waited a little bit longer to kind of make sure I got more experience fighting with the older guys because you think you're good and everything until you start fighting with these older men. They got that man strength, you know, mm -hmm. men mentally like stronger. Like when you're 18, 19, yeah, you think you're tough, but it's different whenever you have someone with mental composure and discipline and just like that hunger. It's it's different. So mm -hmm. fighting those older guys, the amateurs, and sparring big pros like Hasparo, Jose Benavides, Earl Spence. Um, some other pros, and it allowed me to kind of like, all right, like if I'm in here with them, like I'm good, you know. So then that's whenever it took off. It's time a golden boy. That's amazing, bro. That's amazing because like you could have just said, ah, that no, I'm not gonna do this. Yeah, you tried, you tried. You know, it's similar that not I mean, not in the same range, but like similar. A story of mine is that, and I'm gonna touch back to your story right now. But just to recap, like what I, what happened to me was uh, my my dad was a super amazing soccer player coming out of Guadalajara sure. and uh and shout out to my dad man super he's still like active um but he gives me that that physical performance you know like he's always act like man he's 69 and he's like like still running and stuff so uh -huh. shout out to my dad so when he was coming out of Guadalajara he was a really good soccer player right like he, he actually tried out for the Atlas team over there Atlas Guadalajara okay so he's really good, like. But then he moved to the states, and then the dream faded away. You know, like. So mm -hmm. he always wanted us to play soccer, kind of like you know, mm -hmm. similar yeah. to your dad. Like, hey, I want yeah, you to box. Yeah. And my dad was telling me, I want you to play soccer. And my mind was like, I was, I'm the oldest from the, my three brothers, you know. So he was like always pushing me. I think the whole pushing me, kind of like, nah, I don't want to do it. You know, for a while I didn't mm -hmm. want to do it. And later on in life, yeah, when I was like 19, 20, that's when I started taking soccer seriously. From my three brothers, I was the worst soccer player. I had the, the best <laughs> physical ability. <laughs> I was oh, yeah. the worst soccer player. Eventually, just by playing every day since like 18, 19, 20, all the way to actually start playing like two years ago, like here in the uh, leagues, you know, yeah. I was pretty decent, you know, but but I got better. And I, once you get better, you feel comfortable playing the sport. That And then you start seeing what the people around you started to see, like the potential, like what you're talking about. And sometimes it's hard to tell the person that's on the driver's seat that, hey, man, you can drive, you know, you can drive. Mm -hmm. And you're the one on the yeah. side telling like, hey, man, you got this. And you're like, nah, man, yeah. I don't got this. I don't yeah. want to drive yet. I don't want to drive this car. And this is the yeah. car they're offering you. And you're like, yeah, nah, yeah. nah, I don't want this car yet. So mm -hmm. that happened to me, man. And it happens to a lot of people. So it's good that we're talking about this because there's a lot, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of parents out there. There's a lot of uh, kids out there that are hearing it from both sides. Like the parents telling the kid and the kid telling that, like, yo, I don't want to do this. You're pushing me too hard. And I've, had, I've heard it from different people. Like, nah, man, if I push my kid too hard, He's not going to do it, you know, yeah. or I'm going to push him away. So I guys just like, you have to like chill and let him kind of like build his uh, confidence or hit to actually see the potential. And it's a, it's a, it's a task, man. It's not easy. I mean, being a dad and I'm seeing like, oh man, 
I'm like, you can do it. And they're like, no, I can't. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, yeah it's, just, it's, it's like the more you tell someone like, you can't have this, you can't do this, it makes them want to have it or do it more or mm-hmm. vice versa. Right? Like, man, like, hey, do this, do it, do it. Or what? Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of different where example, my brother's like, I like watching shows or whatever, get on Netflix and watching stuff. And my brother's like, hey, watch the show, watch the show. And the more he tells me about it, like, I'm like, Mm-mm. like now I'm like, nah, I'm probably gonna watch it right now. <laughs> and so like, I just, I don't know what it is, but your mind, the way it's programmed, like you just, it's like when you tell a kid, no, there's you seen those like videos on YouTube where you think tell a kid like there's like a, a bowl of like candies and those some hey don't touch this you can have one when I get you need it you know whatever you get when I get back and they leave the room and they're like you can tell they're like oh I want to tell that but I bet you they're like hey look don't touch this for like like it's the way you say things too it's all about delivery mm-hmm. and that can just the way someone's mind will work so yeah being told that hey like you know outside looking in you can you can see someone's you know potential or growth or you know whatever it is like a lot of people saw that in me but. I just really didn't enjoy the sport or I didn't try. I didn't really care. So, you know, I had other things that I wanted to pursue. And over time, like, it took me, again, like, it took me years, 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 and countless of days to, like, enjoy mm-hmm. what I do. Um, but now I can actually say, like, yeah, I love the sport. Now, there are some things. Boxing is a love-hate relationship, for sure, 100%. Oh, yeah. If anyone says I love everything about the sport, they're, they're, if anyone ever says that they love anything, everything about the sport, they're liars. They're, just, they're lying to you. There's, there's yeah. no way. And then it's, it's no, you can't, yeah. you can't enjoy everything. Cause you're telling me, okay, so you like to starve yourself or you like to, you're telling me you like to get up in the morning, go run, blah, 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 like all, all the time. All and the you time. like to be away from your family. You like mm-hmm. to be a sore. You like to, no, you don't, like, you know, but that's discipline. Like Mike, Mike Tyson said, like, what, what do you think he said? Discipline is never you, you do something, you do the things that, that you hate so much to the point oh, where yeah, it's yeah. like, almost like you love it. Yeah. You know? you have to I heard like that. I heard it. that. Yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. That whole, uh, yeah. I think he was, he's, he has a podcast, right? Mike yeah. Tyson. Yeah, how boxing? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> he's funny, man, Mike Tyson. He was talking about, I remember that, that, that quote. Yeah, he's, he's, I love, I love Mike Tyson, bro. Talk yeah, about boxing, quote definitely bro. stood out. Yeah, talking about boxers, man, who's, who's, uh, like, who do you look up to or who from the boxing community that, that you grew up, like, muscle man was like, oh, that's, that's my dude, you know, like, or I'm pretty sure there's a um, few of them that, that kind of inspired you to fight, you know? When it comes to the whole, as a whole person and fighter, all in mm-hmm. one, Manny Pacquiao was my favorite. Um, just because he was hung- hungry and his story, man, his story is insane, man. If you already know his story, like he came from like the bottom Nothing. of the bottom, and yeah. to see where he's at, humble then, guy um, too. Obviously, the divisions he went up, very stayed humble, took care of mm-hmm. his city, took care of his people, and um, on top of that, like you know, him being a you know God's fearing man, playing play driven throughout his mm-hmm. career, and and just being just a humble guy. Like you, I don't, I can't. I can't go up to anyone like and find anyone that says I don't like Manny Pacquiao. Like, how do you not that, like man, but he put himself out there like hungry. Like if you say hungry, that guy was starving. Like that guy was. You could see that every fight he took it, even this last fight he fought. Like even though he's like, you know, declining dude, with this, perf- but he's still he's, out there, bro. Hungry. He's an older dude, yeah, he's older dude fighting because you know they were talking about him and Mayweather in comparison. Like mm-hmm. this guy is a legend and also old mm-hmm. and out of the sport. When it comes to like age, his, he's, he's still young in life, right? But I'm saying oh, yeah, like sure. old in the sport. Yeah. He um he's fighting these guys that are like people they're their prime won't even fight in age and sport. Like they won't even fight them. Mm-hmm. And he's taking these fights. And obviously they make that comparison to him and Mayweather, but nobody's doing his own thing. He's trying to worry about the dollar dollar signs. But yeah. like, you know, Pacquiao's still talking about legacy here. So the fact that he took that has his, it should be respectful enough to the point oh, where yeah. even if he took the L, that's still part of his legacy because he took a fight that no one's willing to take, and uh-huh. uh, where a lot of people aren't willing to take even against Rose Smith, who's about to fight Rose Smith. He's like the, the the most feared man in that division. So um, it's just crazy, man. These these uh, like what the fights that Pacquiao took. Now as an, other fighters that I like to watch just in the ring, um, you know, because such a senior. To be honest, I'm not really like a fan of him like personally. Um, mm-hmm. Like as a person and stuff, um, Oscar Deloy is a good fighter as well. I grew up watching him a lot. We, that's oh, probably yeah, the fight sure. we watched the most growing up. Sugar Shane Mosley was a beast. Um, and then obviously, I just remember my dad taking us to the to like this like restaurant and bar and like we were kids. And that was the fights whenever Morales and and uh, Eric, uh, Eric Morales, Eric Morales and Barrera. Yeah, those were. I think honestly, I think I want to see. The, I want to say that those are like the legendary. Mexican to Mexican fights coming up. I remember, like, I, I didn't watch too many of those fights, but they were like glorified because it was like blood, you know, everywhere. It was 
I'm talking about like bad blood. These guys are throwing hands at the press conferences away, is it? It was. Yeah, I was showing someone like these, uh, like all like press conference like altercations and stuff, and it was because the Canelo was on that one with Canelo plant. So you had yeah. Barrera, you had Fernando Vargas, and um, Mayorga. Mayorga, um, yeah, yeah, that dude was crazy. That, that, that dude was nuts. But mm-hmm. yeah, those are the fighters I look up to. To answer your question, yeah, um, Manny Pacquiao, my number one for sure. That's amazing, bro. I think Manny Pacquiao is up there for me too. I think also I like I like Marquez. You know, Marquez is one of my oh, yeah, greatest to watch. Yeah. Cause not, then, not, not only because not 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 only because I know I mean Josh go back and forth, dude. We always talk like he was talking smack to me. Like, oh yeah, I can knock him out. We just go back and forth. I can't I can't stand that mark that the, the Marcus like people like they they are like oh, they they don't take no for an answer. They're no, like man. Cowboys fans. <laughs> you can't break them like ah, no. That, the, yeah. Whatever you said doesn't exist. Marcus is the greatest. Now yeah. he's one of the greatest. I mean, but as far as like. Uh, just the performance, you know, like those performance fights, those are the kind of fights that you, you know, a lot of people that love boxing, like they want to see the fighters fight, you know, like, and Marquez mm-hmm. is one of those dudes that just went crazy, you know, with any fight. And dude, uh, respects to the Gotti, you know, Gotti, man, he was one of those fighters too. Rest yeah. in peace, man. He was, I, I would see his fights when they were in ESPN, bro. Like when they were like, yeah. like they weren't even televised. I was like, who is this guy? Like, wow, wow, getting beat up and beating other people up. But it was it was there's a lot of fighters out there that fight crazy like that. But I guess the sport, you know, getting more knowledgeable and, and just you know the the physical aspect of getting more endurance and you know preparing better for a fight. Now the fights are just more strategic. Like you see fighters mm-hmm. being very strategic with defense, being more more wise with how they you know they they encounter and like they do their offensive strikes. It's very very strategic. Now you see a lot a lot of more balanced fighters now. And that's good. You know, that's good because you have a, a longer stretch of life, you know, fighting, you know, you, that's what you want. I mean, that's what I think. I don't know. That's yeah, longevity. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 what you want to do. That's why mm-hmm. it's important. You know, you got to make sure you fight smart. You bring healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Not even just about punishment to the head, your hands. You know what I'm saying? Make sure the gloves are the right gloves. Things like that. Everything plays a part in it. 100%, bro. That's another yeah. thing, bro. That's another thing. Like, that just, like, everything that about the gloves and like all that stuff we don't even see it like the spectator but you as a fighter you're thinking about like, hey man what's up with these guys gloves you know they don't feel that right you know yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. people that do those do kind of those, those kind of things so you gotta be you gotta be ready for that talking yeah. about like uh training i saw a video yesterday of teofimo lopez did you see that dude did you see that bro i, I would oh, there's no way i watched it like would, five times bro i think he he probably lost a couple of I don't know. Yeah, years of life. Cracking. <laughs> cracking yeah. What do you? One would long, you do one that, long bro? Full, the other long is like this. There's, there's no way, man. There's, no, I would not do that. There's no. I'm like, all right, cool. Because even then, like, there's people that like. I mean, I, it sounds it sounds like I'm being like full of myself whenever mm-hmm. they ask me that, but it's not even that. It's, it's just because these guys, these random people. Hey, man, you think I get in there and work with you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like one <laughs> because like, no. Two, I have other top sparring that I have three is like, you know, this is not, it's, it's, it sounds messed up, but it's a waste of time. You know, it's like, and you're not that level. You're not even pro. You're not even, you haven't had any. Yeah. So there's people that do that. And it's just kind of like, like, I just don't, I don't even do that. So like, you know, things know. that, that was, I get it, but that dude's compared that to guy was like six, out. probably like seven feet. Like six, eight, like two forty. Yeah. And I wouldn't, um, I saw that. I was like, I was cringing, bro. I couldn't see like two or three times. I was like, hell, no, no, I can't watch this. Yeah, it made me laugh though because he like, you know, took a breath. He's looking at him like, that was good. I was like, hey, that was good. yeah, that was good. I mean, he didn't have to try. Probably broke uh, liver or something. I don't know. <laughs> Stomach yeah, <but laughs> tore everything. That up. was insane. Yeah, Man, that cool. I'll tell you that though. He has a, he has a strong core. So if you the stuff, the workouts he be doing, he has a really really strong core. So yeah. when I seen that video, I was like, okay, makes sense. Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, but that's risky though. It's very risky. It's like driving a yeah. Porsche 180 miles an hour in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Porsches everywhere. Yeah. Those little streets, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, man. Also, uh, I wanted to ask you, are you a Rocky fan or not? Like, were you, did you grow up watching Rocky? Man, Dude, Rocky. we watched that over and over. over which is and your over. favorite? Which is your favorite Rocky, Rocky movie? Rocky 4. Dude, Four. that's my favorite. That's the best one. <laughs> I mean, the training, the training montage is the best. That you can't. It's funny because I like right. teach fitness classes, and I and I had a no easy way out or hearts on fire, and people are like, it "What's just, this?" Like some people were just asking me, "What, what is this song?" Because I play a lot of hip hop, and the next you know, random just this, you know, rock, Rocky soundtrack songs, like, and they're all like, "What is this?" Blah, blah. I don't ever play Out of the Tiger because I feel like it's corny, 
So the oh, hat, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, that's the best, the best song on the on it. To me, it's the best song on it. Bro. And the hearts on fire. That's like the song I listen to on a run too. And I want to skip that, but like it just it does, you man. start seeing the the, the, the you know you start playing the movie. Yeah, so I play that when people are and they're like, what you, you know, it sounds kind of like cheesy. I'm like, man, what are you talking about? You don't know, up. you don't know, son. You don't know, son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a young guy, but I'm telling them like, hey, it's, you know, I'm too young. <laughs> I'm too young. I grew up after the movie, and it's still. Yeah, yeah, right. like it's still legendary for me so my son dude i actually got him into it my son and my daughter we we watch it i have the whole series and um four is like the one that like we just go i don't watch that again because you know just the whole story is beautiful mm-hmm. the at the end when he's like the training you know in russia like in the cold and like you can tell how like Sylvester so alone went into that trip bro like he was actually a boxer bro like he did the whole like you can tell how he was built by the end of the movie man like it was crazy mm-hmm. there you go I forgot what we what they said. We thought that they were really out in Russia recording, but I forgot. Like my brother goes, he always wants like look at those like random facts. <laughs> and he comes across one of those random facts, and it was like this is really recorded like in Wisconsin, like, <laughs> yeah, something like that. It was Montana. in Utah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, oh man, we thought it was like in, really in Russia or something like that. Let me ask my assistant. Hey, where were they at? <laughs> They're in Pueblo Nuevo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, uh, for real, uh, yeah, that's my favorite one for sure but my favorite boxing movie ever people probably don't know about it it's underrated a lot of people don't know about it but it's called Price of Glory I don't know if you Price ever heard of, of that um, who comes out on that one Jimmy Smith Jimmy Smith no man is it's, it uh, man it's um if you look it up I think you can get it on Amazon um, Price of Glory Price of Glory it's, it's my favorite because it's about a Latino family brothers dad and I can like really connect with a certain guy. So one of the brothers on the on the movie, mm-hmm. I connect with some of the stuff that he was going through or like was experience, experiencing. And um, and that movie's like, dude, that movie is probably the best one because it, it, it shows it you the amateur side of boxing, and it gives you yeah, it gives you a glimpse of that. Then it gives you the glimpse of the family and they're living their life and how the dad like revolved around boxing, and then how it affects the family and the relationship with the kids and then the wife and then. You know, they're trying to live a life too, but boxing comes first, and then the pros, and then like shady snake people and the pros being snakes, and you know, blah blah blah. Um, dude, <laughs> that movie is number one by far. I gotta, I gotta check it out now. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended by my Mr. Rincon. Go check it out. Pro, it's price of glory. Price of glory. Price, yeah. Price for for glory. Price of glory. Of glory. Price of glory. Yeah. Price of glory. Yeah. I like that. I'm gonna check like it, it out. Man. It definitely even tops the. The Rocky movies, just because as it makes me laugh, because over over time, I, I, didn't, I don't know how I didn't catch that when I was younger, but whenever Rocky would get hit, he'd get hit and get on the ground and come up, and like, that's, yeah, a that's a knockdown. That's a knockdown. Like his gloves on the ground, Rev doesn't even step in. He gets like dropped like five times, no knockdown. Wait, like, that was a ten, that was like a ten-five round right there. Like, <laughs> not only that, the back in the days it was like fifteen rounds. And like, yeah, I thought it was twelve rounds. rounds. They going like fifteen rounds. And... Oh yeah, back then it was fifteen rounds. It was crazy yeah, for real. It was legit. I don't know how they did that. I did watch some of the fights, the 15 round fights. I think I was young enough, like when I got to mm. see that. So, yeah. Hey. But, but yeah, man, uh, oh, man, Rocky. Rocky is one of the best movies out there. Go get, go watch it, guys. Legendary. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. <laughs> Appreciate everybody. But yeah, man, I'm, we're almost getting that time to wrap it up. But I'm, a couple of more questions before we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so after a whole fight, man, after a big fight, what's your main main go-to meal bro like like oh, i gotta go get that food or like um, after because you know gotta make weight and all that stuff so you know you have to limit yourself hmm. it's funny like certain fights i've had certain like craving like when i fought in january on the ryan garcia uh, car and luke campbell they were like what are we gonna do we're gonna go like we're gonna do this we're gonna do that I'm like man we ordered wing stop we got papa john's pizza and then we had mimosas <laughs> like it's a weird combination <laughs> but it's like well, that's what i was craving and then uh is that like but my nickname my main go-to after a fight i go to fogo de chow so i go to the like brazilian steak houses and i just go in dude i go mm. in and just, like i don't even touch the sides i don't touch the salads i don't touch just nothing. Like, give me up. just yeah bring the steak out so i go there um but um but me and my brother love brunch so like there's this place uh by us called leo's brunch house then yeah, we just go in there and tear it up I, I just hit, for the whole week after a fight every day the whole week i go to a spot that i want to go to like for the whole week so I go the to whole week is like your, your italian the whole week i just go in like but i, I try to make sure i run i start running like tuesday like so i'll fight oh, saturday yeah. and like tuesday i'm already running or uh, wednesday i'm already running i start to make it like where i give myself a little because i'm like 
I'm like, I already want to go to the gym on Monday. I'm like, man, it's like a day. No, like give gym. yourself a day uh, or two. Yeah, I give, my, give myself a few days. Obviously, according to how the fight, like if my hands are okay, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this one was a little bit more of a kind of, took a little bit longer to get back into the gym. So I got like a tattoo like on Tuesday after the fight. And um, so that, you know, I had to let it heal a little bit and then start working out. And then my brother got married. And then something else, I was like, oh, man. So it was like, I, I, didn't, I was in the gym like maybe three days, three days of the week. And then like something else came up. I'm like, oh, that's good that you're like oh man i gotta get back i gotta get back you know you have it you have it in your mind like i want to get back dude, i gotta get back <laughs> i don't care what's going on and because i don't want to get like dude because after a fight you blow up because your body's so used to being lean and eating like this and eating like that yeah. that whenever you finally like you start eating all that unhealthy stuff and fats and sodium mm-hmm. and carbs and your body just it's so quick your body can't really it's not normal and then my fingers swell up, like so. I'm like, man, I gotta start running and moving to get all that out of my system. Cause now, dude, I get like I look, I don't even want to look at myself in pictures and I'm like that. Cause like I was just, I was just like shredded, like no, like no, no, like body fat at all in my body. And then going to like, where's my abs at? Like, I ain't got nothing. Where's abs at? That's awesome, bro. That's awesome, man. Hey, um, I guess one last question, bro. If you have time, you have time. Yeah, yeah, I got time. Yeah, yeah, I all got right. time. All right, because you know this Infinite Talks podcast, bro. We can go for days. I, yeah. I can talk forever, bro. I could just ask questions all day. But all right, the last question: Who has in your family or anybody who who have been the people that inspire you the most? You know, like from anybody, your family. Just I guess who who has inspired you? Like you can name as many people as you want, bro. Um, number one, my mom. You know, her being she she's a hairstylist. Just before we mm. were born, she was she used cutting hair. I had her in salon. And uh, this woman is like nonstop work, dude. She's on her feet, it's working all the time, late hours and hours and hours, counts of hours. Um, and just how my mom's just like a selfless person. Um, also, you know, it can be prideful, but I mean, that's any Latino, like, period. Anyone who has success in their life, they just don't want to have to depend on anyone because that's how they made it themselves, right? It's like, man, I don't have to rely on anyone. Um, but just how hardworking she is. Like, she just nonstop, automatic, up early, getting it in all the way through the nighttime, repeat. You know, so um, awesome. I, I just don't really ever like. Dude, I'm 26. I don't really. I don't have a vivid memory of my mom really relaxing until we started going pro. Like she, she told, "Hey, take care of yourself. You know, health wise, what you eat. You know, exercise. Um, have a day that just take off. And just you know, so there's a day in the week where me and my mom we just spend time together. Go get something to eat. Go to the mall. You know, do something mm-hmm. where me, my mom doesn't have to be work related. Just enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just that's one thing the biggest about my mom how loving she is, and I get that from my mom. Mm. Um, then next would be my brother. Um, he's just such a, a calm, humble person. Um, you know, I envy, I envy a lot of things about him as like what he has in, in a good way, like as in like how he is as a person. Like I wish I was a little bit more, I'm, I'm a little bit more open right away. Um, I wish I was a little bit more like him where I'm not closed off, but I don't open right away. And I wish mm-hmm. I was like that. Um, he's also hardworking. He just puts everyone first. Never, there's never been any issues, never any problems. Um, but my brother's just a dude super technical too. When it comes to boxing, like just technique and his raw, he just this dude has like natural power. He's hard, way harder than anyone I've fought. Um, like he's just, I just, he's just a good person, man. Like I'm talking about like a genuine, loving person. Like I tell people all the time, like you can, you can call me any name you want, you can slap me in the face, cool. But if you mess with my brother, like, you're losing it. It's over. It's done. It's done. Like it's done. It's done. That's, that's all the fire you need, bro. Like dude, I'm telling you, like for him, mm-hmm. I treat him I treat him like he's a baby brother. But like mm-hmm. dude, um, um and that's why because I know he's such a good person. Like whenever you hurt people or bully people or just treat someone that because they're kind and take advantage of that, that like you know. Um, but uh another person, which is man, it's crazy. Like I I've been asked this question, but I don't know why this barely um it's come up. I, mean, I guess the situation is recent, but my great aunt, um, she, uh, you know, she's kind of suffering through like Alzheimer's and stuff like that, Alzheimer's, and, and um, it's mm-hmm. kind of it's tough, you know. And so yeah. one of my uncles, uh, there's two brothers, you know, she has the two sons, and um, and the dude like the, how much patience you have to have, and how much like they'll do anything for them, no matter how hard it is. It's like, man, I like, dude, I look up to the, the patience they have, how much they love their mom, no matter what. Because that's your mom, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you got to do it for her. And, then, and when people, and if people haven't been through that or witnessed someone with, all the, with, with like, all the time, it's getting bad, 
Um, people can be aggressive. Once they get older, they can be aggressive. They can talk bad. They'll forget. You know, as you get older, you know, bowel, random bowel movements. Or using, you know, it's 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 tough, dude. And um, like, so I really like the when I see the way they treat their mom. I'm like, man, I mean, like that's that's love for real. That's 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 how it should be. You know, um, you should never hesitate to treat someone like that. Because if you're in that position. I was, you know, if I was, I want to be treated right. Like no matter how annoying I get or, or frustrated I can be or mm-hmm. mean I can get, like I want someone to treat me like that. You know. Yeah, it takes a lot of patience, a lot of love. A lot of a lot patience, of love, man. Man. patience, love for sure. Yeah, bro. You know? but I mean, obviously, if, if your love is that full, all that will come with it. You know, the mm-hmm. patience is gonna be there because you love them. You know, your, I don't know, anything's gonna come in. Why? Because you love them. You know, mm-hmm. and you can't even explain it. It's like. You know, it's mom. I love him. I can't. Yeah. I can't. How am I? How am I not going to do this? You know. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's those are the people I really like. Look, look up to. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, bro. And your brother's George, right? George Lincoln. Mm-hmm. George, yeah. Shout out to George. Hey, shout that's out to George. my brother too, Jeff. He's mm-hmm. Jeff from Legends Training. He's the one that uh, actually at uh, one time he, he reached out to you, right? And he, he actually uh, sponsored. Yeah, he's actually continued to sponsor me. Yeah, he sponsor, he sponsored right? me like my last three fights. Mm. And then, uh, man, I just, I love, I love, uh, you know, how hardworking he is too. And how like, he's always on the move, making moves. And so I respect mm-hmm. that. Um, they even sent me out like, some BCAAs and pre-workouts. Um, and, uh, nah, man, your brother's a good dude. Shout out to Jeff. I always tell Shout people, like, to... between me and my brother, like, maybe I get it confused. He's the ugly one. <laughs> my brother's my brother's the ugly one. <laughs> we always go back and we're like, he's the ugly one. <laughs> Oh man, no man! Shout out to Jeff and the brothers, man. Uh, my brother Rick, my brother Jeff. Shout out to them, man. I love them. My mom and dad. I love everybody. So yeah, man. Uh, last question. I know you, you're big into music. I've, I've been saying last question for the like last two questions. Nah, nah, you good, man. <laughs> Wait, see, I got time. I got time. I got like 15 minutes. All right, bro. I, I know because I know you're busy, man. You gotta get back to the workouts, bro. So yeah, training. Training's hard. So music. I know you're doing music. I, you have really good music. I've checked it out on Spotify. Yeah. And before we go into your music, I want to know who's like your favorite rapper, like or who who are your rappers that you follow the most, like in, since you were a kid till like right now. Man, the first I was actually talking about that with someone. Like, who I was asking, what was when you first heard of rap or thought of a rap song? Who was the yeah. first person you heard or what song? For me, it was In the Club by Fifty Cent and then Eminem. Uh, I forgot what song it was by Eminem. But my dad didn't want us listening to rap music when we were younger. So we were in the rock. We were listening to Kiss. Like, Kiss is our number one band. Like we're big Kiss fans. Oh. Um, Def Leppard, like we just oh, recently man. went to live, like Kiss concert, Molly Crew, all that stuff. And then, like, uh, 50 Cent was what I heard the first time. But the first artist I was really like, I was shown, someone showed me, and it was Lil Wayne. So that's whenever, like, he dropped the third, the Carter Three. And okay. then I knew some of the other songs, like Fireman from like Carter, Carter Two. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I got into him, and then I got into Drake. And then I was like, people were showing me hip hop because I didn't really know it like that. And then you know, obviously Tupac, a little bit of Tupac. Mm. Um, and then as I got older, like once I, I really got into music when COVID happened, because I was so bored. I was like, man, like I would write therapeutically the beats on my laptop. So then um, I got into J. Cole, Big Sean in high school. Like, it was like the typical mainstream stuff. And then um, once I started doing music, like my number, like my favorite artist, he's kind of falling off now. Like at least like I feel from the sound, The Weeknd was my favorite artist. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But I have to say like, who stepped up? Man, I would say Joyner Lucas, mainly because of his lyric, like how lyrically, how he is lyrically, he can paint a picture for you. Um, small, dude, this guy's insane. So if people haven't seen her, Joyner Lucas, Joyner Lucas, um, Polo G is a big artist. I'm, I'm big on him right now. Polo G, Rod Wave, um, Lil Dirk. That's, he's He's got some kind of sound, but he talks a lot about the streets. Um, so Lil Dirk is like one of my big like, favorite artists. I went to a Lil Dirk concert. Um, I think those three main like Rahway, Polo G, Lil Dirt, Old School Wayne, Older Drake. Um yeah, Jordan Lucas. Damn, Jordan Lucas, I haven't heard too much of him, so I gotta go check out Jordan. Honestly, yeah. bro, I don't even listen to music that much like nowadays. Yeah. Kind of like phew, now I'm like your dad, yeah, like yeah. don't listen to that music. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I try to make yeah. like there's there's sounds, there's certain songs that like you have to just filter, like you have to know. Especially as a mm-hmm. listener, like, all right this song because yeah, as an artist like i've made songs that are just for fun and mm-hmm. it's just like all right this is ear candy it's just, just for people that just like the sound and the beat and they don't care about the lyrics 
that's one and those are kind of fun to make but i don't enjoy personally making those the most i don't have to yeah. take pride in making those the other ones are the ones that are like lyric like deeper melodic you know lyrically sound Dude, you make someone think and feel you, you, you have some really good melodies bro i'm gonna tell yeah. you like you have like that mexican drake and i was like that's some mexican drake no you do bro like i like it because i'm pretty sure like you're hearing it in your mind i'm like Dude, this is a good line, right? Like, I'm pretty sure. Like, do you hear it in your mind first, or yeah. do you have to hear so the you beat how first? Happens is I'll, I'll, I'll hear the beat, then I start humming, then I start humming okay. to it, and then I start finding like a you know melody to find the hook, and then I just kind of start humming, and I'll say a word, and then I'll say, and then I'll say another word, you know, and it just kind of flows. So like, I'll come up with like the last word, like the last bar, and then rhyme, rhyme that, and I'll okay. And that pretty much once you have the hook, that's pretty much your blueprint of the song. Like, all right, I know what I'm talking about. You know, this is what mm. I'm talking about. Uh, man, maybe this doesn't flow right. The word doesn't really hit with the music. Let me try something else. So I'll maybe mm. sometimes start with one hook and that's it. Or maybe I'll try to come up with two to three different hooks. Which one pops? Maybe blend them together. Or, you know, let me take yeah. this line out. And, you know, um, so that's how it starts. And then from there, like, that's, that's the layout. All right, I know what I'm talking about. I can start going in and trying to make sure you find a different flow so it's not repetitive. Or mm. maybe if you can come up with a different sound with yourself, like a higher pitch, lower pitch, faster pace, it makes it feel like... You know, you featuring you. Like, so it sounds like another artist just came on you, but it's you the whole time. You're um, just being creative, man. Yeah. So I mean, like it's, being I, creative I in the set. Mm, mentally, dude, it's crazy. You get, there's certain songs that I have that are like, all right, I'm going for this sound, like this artist, like the weekend. There's two songs that I have called that called All Night in Vegas. And it's funny because people ask me all the time, like, who is this song about? Did you go through this? I'm like, no, like, <laughs> I, like it still makes no sense. I'm like, dude. I literally put myself, I was in Miami with my brother, we flew out to Miami. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was watching the show and I was in the room and I just had my, my, my headphones on and I was listening to the beat. And I was like, man, like, I'm going I'm to put myself in this whole other place right now. Like, I'm putting, if, if I was in Las Vegas right now, what would I be doing? What would be around me? What would I see? What if I was a person out there, like just in Vegas, a person with no, no filter, no nothing, what would I be doing? What would I see, experience? Uh, so that's how I went about it. And then another song, All Nights, about a past, like a preacher's daughter who is just on the runaway, being a junkie, like whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm like, I talk about it. I'm the guy that's running away with her. She ran with the dude, talk about the story. And it's like, it's, yeah, there's cursing or whatever the case is, but like, I'm not, that's not me. Like, I'm like, that's not about me. It's not about someone I know, but it's imagination, like creative. The creative. You know, the writing. And then there's songs like that, but then there's songs like deeper songs that is like, all right this actually is about me this is about something i've been through or this is something i've experienced or something that's been on my mind or whatever the case is you know so but i, I really do enjoy making music like i should be hopefully dropping like dropping an album like january um just to work so right now you're working on content for that yeah I should be, i'm actually recording tomorrow i'm recording tomorrow like seven to ten i'm actually a, a actually a christian uh high school it asked me to do a song for their basketball team so i'm doing like a song for their warm-up when they walked out so it's gonna be like a hype dumb. song. Yeah, yeah, Bro, yeah, yeah. I want to hear it. When are you gonna release <laughs> yeah, that? I got to do. I mean, this one's just for the team. But if I mean, if it comes, if it ends up being like pretty hard, I'm like making certain lines for them. Oh, I might yeah, just yeah. put it up on like something where I don't get like a profit. Just like a YouTube yeah. or on SoundCloud and see how people react to it. But I'm gonna post it even on Instagram and see like, hey, I may do like a little post. I'm like, hey, if y'all want me to release this, release this. Let me know. But you know, he, he told me like. This is our mascot. This is our color. This is what we live by. So I'm like, you know, talking about basketball. I throw a little bit of Dirk here, a little bit of Curry here, Kyrie Irving, and I start talking about like, you know, terminology. Yeah. But then also, hey, this is this is called Trinity Christian Academy. So mm. short for TCA for short. So I'll say TCA. I like throwing throwing little things like that. So, but I'm actually that's pretty dope. Cause I'm excited for it. Cause it's the first time someone's like, hey, I'm paying you for this. Make a song about this. And I'm bet like. Bro, work, you know that's yeah. that's your hustler bro you're hustler you're working with all your talents man and god bless you moving forward and everything you do man uh, you. and i want to interview again sometime in the near future sure, and yeah, uh 100%. after your next fight you know maybe right after yeah. <laughs> i'll be right okay. there hey okay. Zerg, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah man you never know uh but yeah thank you so much for today man it's been a great uh interview I wish I had more time. I know you got to go. You're a busy guy. I actually want to get busy as well, too. I have a lot of things to do. Yeah. It's a busy Saturday for me. So, shout out to you. Anything you want to shout out before we wrap it up? Go check um, out music at Spotify. To, Rincon. Yeah, shout out to well, that. We'll start with that. Rincon on Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple Music, um, YouTube as well. I have some stuff on there. Um, 
Uh, I also want to shout out, you know, my family, my brother George, my mom, my dad, my family, Monterrey, Mobilayado, um, Anawa, Laredo. So I want to give a shout out to their, uh, my people in Laredo. Like I have, man, I got a lot of love out there. Actually, in this song, I shouted out Laredo. It's called Rise of mm-hmm. Freestyle Part 2. Yeah, I and, heard, I heard, and, yeah, I heard that. So I shouted out my boy, Josh Fadis as well. Shout out to Josh, shout out to Jeff. Um, show me a lot of love out there, man. It's like, it's like home. Like I love, love on Laredo. Um, shout out to Tato. Tato, he's my art, a tattoo artist out there. Hwax, is it Hwax? Hwax Inc. Or how do you pronounce it? Uh, Hwax Inc. or something like that. It's out there in Laredo. So that's where oh, I got like my like most of my tattoos, like my whole like tattoo. Holy for real? Yeah. Oh, so cool. um, shout out to them. Um, shout out to my gym, Irving Pound. Uh, you know, excuse in DC. My manager, Lamar Rose Senior, Lamar Rose Junior. Um, just my whole team, man. Everyone, anyone who wants is watching this, who listens to this. Um, and it was supportive of you, but just uh, just shout out to anyone, man, just out there getting it, you know. Uh, a lot of people, it's, it's easy to be distracted nowadays, but no, it's hard to find someone that understands the hustle and discipline because mm-hmm. everyone likes to kind of go astray and, and go do the, the stuff that's just easier to follow track. So, you know, shout out to everyone who understands, you know, being a true hustler and grinding like like you're supposed to. And shout, shout out to out. the man of place, too. So. Oh, yeah. Most importantly, man, the G.O.D. Mm-hmm. God, man, yeah. Uh, Thanks for today, bro. Um, we're looking forward to another episode coming soon. And uh, this is going to publish in a couple of days. so Or even tonight. I might publish tonight. It just depends how busy I can get. <laughs> but yeah, bro. Uh, thank you so much. And like I said, stay blessed out there. Nothing but love for you guys. The whole Rincon family, the whole Rincon team. Um, you know, keep on doing the great work the, in the gym, in the music, in the business. Everything you got going for you, bro. Keep doing your big okay. things, and um, you know we got here, we got you here in the radio, bro. We got fans, and we got support from over here. So, and Thank Infinite you. Talks podcast family. So, shout out Thank to you, you and everybody, man. That. All right, so stay tuned here for Infinite Talks podcast. More episodes coming soon. We are not a brand; we are frequency, frequency of love. Check it out. What? <laughs>